0: Today's Easter readings are found in Isaiah chapter 25 and John chapter 20. If you are able, please stand to show reverence to the Lord as we join in hearing his word. Our Old Testament reading this morning is Isaiah 25, verses 6 to 9. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wine, It will be said on that day, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him that he might save us. This is the Lord we have waited for him. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Our New Testament reading is in John chapter 20, verses 11 to 18. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. I have seen the Lord. And that he had said these things to her. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated.
1: Please join me in prayer for the word. Heavenly Father, we do praise you and we glorify you and we lift up our hearts and our minds with all of our strength. Lord, we give you all of the praise for all of the glory, Lord, is due to you. You alone are worthy. And so on this Easter Sunday, this resurrection day, fill our hearts with joy. Fill our hearts with thanksgiving. Remind us again of your sacrificial love for us. How you resurrected from the grave. And that you have given us the most precious gift of eternal life. Lord, be with us as we hear your word. Your very word. Open our ears. Open our hearts to hear and receive your word, that we, as your people, may live according to your word and glorify you through our lives. We pray this in your name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Good morning. morning. Christ is risen. risen I don't think we're going to hear enough of that today, right? (laughs) We do gather this morning because it's Easter. It's the Resurrection Sunday, the day where we celebrate our Lord and how He came out of the grave, how He defeated death, how He defeated sin and fulfilled the law completely. He satisfied the wrath of God, and He brought salvation to us, His people, that we also may have life in Him. We celebrate this day, yet we also remember that just a few days prior to the Resurrection Sunday, Jesus died. It was the most devastating injustice in all of history, and it happened just a few days earlier. Jesus, he died a gruesome death, and it was devastating because he was a man who had helped and healed his community and the people in the community. And he was betrayed by those very same people. Handed over to be crucified. It was a tragedy and devastating because Jesus, who had given his his life and years training and discipling and being with those disciples. And it was those very disciples, one of them who sold him, 11 who abandoned him. It was devastating because he was an innocent man whom Pilate even deemed as innocent. Yet he was mocked, beaten, tortured, and killed on a cross. But it was most devastating because those who followed Jesus until that point through his death had lost all hope in a Savior and a Messiah. They had given their lives to follow Christ. They had put all of their hope in this Jesus of Nazareth. And when he died on that cross, it was as if their lives, all of their hope, had been shattered, had been broken, and there was nothing left. This is truly something that is devastating, something that is worth mourning, something that is worth weeping over. We know that after Jesus' death, the disciples, those who followed Jesus, they did not understand his resurrection. And so they weren't expecting to see Jesus alive. They weren't expecting Jesus to be resurrected. Prior to our New Testament passage today, we see that Mary Magdalene, as well as Peter and the other disciple, They go to the empty tomb of Jesus, and their initial conclusion when they see that Jesus is not in his tomb, when they see his grave clothes there, the stone rolled away, they weren't rejoicing that Jesus had resurrected, they weren't expecting that. Instead, their initial thought was that somebody must have taken him away, that somebody must have stolen the body of Jesus. And so the two disciples, they go back home, again in grief, in more sorrow, without hope. And we read in today's passage that Mary Magdalene, she stays. And she stays outside of this tomb, weeping. Weeping because her Lord, her Savior, her her Messiah, the one she loved the most, was dead. And not only was was he dead, but now somebody had taken his body. And so she stands there weeping. And she looks into the tomb. And she looks at the empty grave. And instead of rejoicing, she weeps. And as she's weeping, she sees two angels where Jesus had, had laid. And they ask her this question. They said to her, woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. The reason that Mary was weeping was because she believed that Jesus was dead. The reason why Mary was weeping was because she didn't understand that Jesus had resurrected and that he was alive. As Leon Morris puts it, She was looking for a corpse whereas she should have been seeking a person. Without understanding the salvation that Jesus brings, without understanding that Jesus is alive, that he died on the cross, yet he resurrected from the grave. Without this understanding of the resurrection, we, like Mary, cannot help but weep. We have no hope, because if Jesus is just dead, Then there is no victory over sin. There is no victory over death. The law is not fulfilled. And we are still in our pitiless state. The state of no hope. For if Jesus did not rise, what can we look forward to? What will satisfy us? How can we receive forgiveness of sins? How can we receive eternal life? Without Jesus' resurrection, we only have eternal condemnation. And so as the angels asked Mary on that day, this is a question that we ought to be asking ourselves this morning. Why are you weeping? In this world, there's a lot to weep about. There's a lot to mourn. There are a lot of tragedies and, and devastations in our lives. We Weep over personal struggle and failures. We weep over tragedy of loss of family and loss of loved ones. We weep over wars and poverty. We weep over abortions. We weep over disease and trafficking and injustices. And the list goes on and on. We weep with all the evil that terrorizes our world and our lives. But what we are really weeping over is sin. We are weeping that sin has broken our world and has broken our lives. And whether you believe it or not, it's quite obvious that there are many things to weep about in this world. Throughout the Bible, there are many who wept. The prophets wept over their nation as they saw their people go into wickedness and sin. We see many people throughout the Bible weep over personal tragedies because of the brokenness of the world. In the Old Testament, we remember Hannah who wept because she couldn't have a child. We remember David who wept because his child had died. In the New Testament, we remember Mary and Martha and how they wept by Jesus because of the death of their brother Lazarus. After denying Jesus three times, As Jesus had foretold, after the rooster crowed, Jesus looked at Peter and Peter went outside and he wept bitterly. Throughout history, mankind has wept, wept because of sin and because of death. And so we grieve and we weep and we look for a solution. We look for joy and happiness. We look to put our hope in something or someone that will restore all things, that will make our lives right, that will stop us from weeping. But when we are let down, then we grieve again and we weep again. Without Jesus, we are like the disciples. We have no hope. We continue to weep. And as Leon Morris puts it, we continue to look for our corpse, those dead things that cannot save us, In hopes that we will be saved. That our tears will be wiped away. However, we cannot look for salvation in a corpse. Rather, we must look for salvation in a person. In the risen Lord. For there is no solution in getting rid of our sin except through a perfect sinless offering. And that is what Jesus was. He was an offering that sin had no control over. Even death had no control over him. Through Jesus' perfect life and his perfect sacrifice, he perfectly obeyed and fulfilled the law of God. He perfectly appeased the wrath and the righteous judgment for sin of God. And he was the perfect sacrifice for the forgiveness of sins. Only Jesus fulfills all of these requirements. And it was when he died on the cross that once and for all, he brought forgiveness of sins and redemption to all who believe in him. And so we read in 1 Peter 1 3. Blessed be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. It is only through Jesus Christ that we have a living hope. And so in our story this morning, as Mary weeps, as she looks for the body of Jesus, she turns around and she sees a man who in fact is Jesus. But she doesn't know it's Jesus. And looking right at her, this is what Jesus says. These are the first words that are recorded, the first account of Jesus speaking after his resurrection. And this is what he says to Mary. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? It's ironic that the person that Mary was looking for was standing right in front of her. Yet weeping, weeping, she looks at Jesus. And we read, supposing him to be the gardener, she says to him, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him and I will take him away. So many times, like Mary, our grief and our sorrow Devastation leads us to miss the one who is able to carry our sorrows, the one who is able to wipe away our tears, Jesus, who is beside us. Instead, we look in other places when he is standing right next to us. And so, many times in our lives, Instead of looking at Jesus, we look right through him. But the great love of Jesus is that he stays next to us, and he consoles us, and he comforts us, and through his love, he asks us, why are you weeping, and whom are you seeking? See, we are all seeking Jesus. Some of us just don't know it. Most of us in this room do. And that's why we're here this morning. And when we seek Jesus, we shouldn't come before him weeping, but we should come joyfully, triumphantly, as Paul declares in 1 Corinthians fifteen, fifty-five, and 56. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. As Mary weeps, not able to recognize her Savior, the Messiah whom she loves so much, all Jesus has to do in order to get her attention In order to help her to realize who she is, he doesn't have to start explaining himself. He didn't have to show the wounds in his hands and his feet. But all he did was call her name, Mary. And she turns and she looks to Jesus and finally she understands this is Jesus. This is my Savior. This is the one who I was looking for, who I was searching for. Can you imagine the jubilation, the joy when she realized that that was Jesus? That the person she was talking to, the person that was standing right in front of her was Jesus. And she says, Rabboni, Rabboni, and she clings to him. And she weeps no more. And so, this morning as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ, Let us hear the words of Jesus. Why do you weep? And let us also cling to Jesus and weep no more. For Jesus is not dead. Jesus is alive. Let us rejoice because although there is much death, there is much to mourn, and there is much tragedy, destruction. There is so much sin in our world, yet we know that Christ has conquered the grave and he has conquered sin and he is our living hope. And it is because Jesus is alive, even now, sitting at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, that those who have faith in him also have victory with him. Victory over the law, victory over sin, and victory over death. And this was not done by our own work it was not done by our merit it wasn't done because we're good looking people or because we've done something good but titus 3 reminds us but when the goodness and loving kindness of our, of god our savior the goodness and loving kindness why did god save us through jesus christ because he is good and he is kind he saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness but according to his own mercy by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the holy spirit whom he poured out on us richly through jesus christ our savior so that being justified by his grace we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life why did jesus save us why did jesus die on the cross why did he resurrect from the grave why did why does he forgive our sins why does he give us eternal life because he is good and he is kind He is full of grace and mercy and it is because of his love for us that he has chosen us through his grace to become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. And so, as we look at this passage and we see Jesus coming to Mary, consoling her, comforting her like a a child Like little Nathaniel, who's weeping because maybe something happened to him. And his father comes and said, why are you weeping? Jesus comes to us this morning as his children. And whatever we're going through, whatever causes us to weep and mourn in our lives, Jesus comes and he says, why are you weeping? Don't you know that I'm alive? In Revelation, we read the account of John. And we read that he is taken up in in chapter 4 to the throne of heaven. And in the next chapter, in chapter 5, we read that John, he weeps. He's weeping. Because there's no one that is worthy to break the seals of the scroll of God. This scroll that contains the word of God. The salvation of God. John looks around. He's at the throne of heaven. He's with angels. He's with the angelic beings, the heavenly hosts. And he looks around and he weeps because no one can break the seal. We read in Revelation chapter 5. Because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. Truly, if Jesus is just dead, we, like John, we ought to weep. But in verse 5 we read, One of the elders said to me, Weep no more. Behold, the lion of the tribe of of Judah, the root of David, has conquered so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. In verse 9, they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seal, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed your people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. After Jesus sees Jesus, after Mary sees Jesus, after the disciples see Jesus, we don't read of an account of them weeping anymore. When we go into the book of Acts, we don't see Peter or Paul or Silas or John or any of the disciples, the apostles, moping and weeping around because of Jesus. They weep no more. Just like the disciples, just like Mary, we are able to persevere in our lives no matter what happens. Even though there is continued grief and persecution, even though there is death, we are able to persevere and hope in this life because we know that Jesus is alive and that we will spend eternity with him in heaven. And so for us today, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ is him calling our name as he called Mary all those years ago. We are able to hope no matter what happens because we know that Jesus will wipe away every tear. And so we read in our Old Testament passage, We have waited for him. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Praise be to the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Praise be to the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David, the only one who is worthy to break the seal, the only one who is able to save us. For those who belong In Him, He has given us a living hope, and He has wiped away every tear, so that in this life and in eternity, we, along with all of the heavenly hosts, will surround His throne and praise Him, the Lamb of God, the Lion of Judah, for the salvation that He has given us. He alone is worthy of all of our praise. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we come before you and we exalt your name for we know that you alone are worthy to save us. You alone are the perfect sacrifice to forgive our sins, to impute your righteousness to us that before God the Father we may be found guiltless, And we may be given eternal life. And so, Lord, we gather this morning, on this Easter Sunday, this day that you have given us, to proclaim your salvation, to gather with all of the saints around the world and the angels in heaven to praise your name and give you all of the honor, praise, and glory that is due to you. For you alone are worthy of all of our praise. And so we thank you and we come before you with hearts of rejoicing, knowing that you stand here before us and with us, that you call our name, that you will wipe away every tear and that you will continue to work through us to be sanctified until that day we are glorified with you in heaven. We thank you, Lord. We pray this in your name, Jesus Christ. Amen.